Welcome to Soul on the Rise podcast. This is your host, Kimberly Gomes, and this podcast is all about bringing you deep diving conversations and artistic inspirations to help you rise into your full self. Help you better understand your body, your mind, your soul, or your emotions so you can show up as a little more you a little more of the time. Because I'm on a journey of rising into a life that feels most me, and I want to connect with experts and artists whose work help people do exactly that. So I'm taking you along for the ride. Let's jump in. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Soul on the Rise. Thanks for coming back. I appreciate all of you who have been listening to this. Um, This is a solo riff, so this is, you're just going to have me. Just me, talking about some stuff. (laughs) And uh, I'm kind of starting to like lean into these solo riffs because the interviews are this nice time where you're mostly going to hear from the coach I'm bringing on or the person and people who I've gotten a lot of insight out of in my life and I know you do too. So it's like we're focusing on a specific topic with them. The artist interludes are a time where we can just bring in creativity and hear someone else's art and voice, music. And I love those because life with more art is just tenfold better. So, but these... I feel like it's just like I open my living room and I'm like, come on, let's take a seat. Let's light some incense. Let me get you a beer. Let me get you some tea. Let's sit and talk about the stuff, you know? Um, and I actually have COVID right now. Fun. <laughs> so um, I've been having a lot of quiet time. Speaking of, uh, if you listen to Mark Sanchez's episode where he talks about the different doctors, um, in terms of how to take care of yourself and and make decisions to help you reach a goal in life. Um, one he brings up is Dr. Quiet and the importance of having time where there's no music playing, there's no book you're reading, you're just with the quiet. And, I didn't realize until I had COVID how little I have quiet. I'm always listening to music. And if I'm not listening to music, I'm playing music or I'm creating. I have a hard time sitting still doing nothing, you know, and um, consuming or creating any kind of content. And uh, so the last couple of days have been really good for me to just sit and lay and stare at the sky and listen to the birds and just reflect with my own mind um because music was like too much for my head because anyone who's had covid like that brain fog is pretty annoying so um anywho today i want to talk about this is going to be a two-part thing i think next week i'll probably do another solo riff because um, I was supposed to do a bunch of interviews this week and next week, and then I got COVID, yo. So I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, might do them via Zoom, but I prefer to do them live just because it's like part of the reason I do this podcast is to create connection, and uh, Zoom sucks. <laughs> so let's be honest. I mean, it's helpful, but it's definitely sub-level compared to in-person connection. So I want to talk about love. 
because don't we all love talking about love, you know, (laughs) part of the human existence. And so I had recorded one that I was going to play this week. And this is becoming kind of a pattern where I have all these things pre-recorded. I'm like, cool, got my schedule. And then life happens. And I'm like, "Mm, I want to talk about this, though. This feels more timely. And so the episode I was going to play is called Love is a River. And it's about this concept I soaked up from Ram Das, which I will definitely play. I think it's going to be like a part two. I think it makes sense. This may be a next week thing. And this week, what I wanted to talk about was this concept of looking at the people who we are attracted to, who we feel like a strong romantic connection with, or just a strong connection with period. And I'll I'll examine that a bit further, but looking at what we project onto other people and how that strong charge that we're feeling often is a, can be a clue to reflections of what's, what's happening within ourselves and different qualities within ourselves that we either want to bring out more of, or we're having trouble um, embracing. And I've been, I've been like dabbling with this concept for a while, just in therapy, because it's something that comes up. And I'm just really into like psychology and just examining like, if I have a strong charge against a person, like if I'm feeling positive or negative, I usually do it with negative, like if I have negative feelings towards someone, and it's really intense. And that person hasn't necessarily, maybe they've done something, but they haven't really done anything like to warrant this extreme charge. Like, huh, what's happening there? Like this person is representing some kind of qualities in myself that I am not comfortable embracing or facing. And let's, let's look at that. And so, um, I would say that's like part two, part one is more of, so when you're in spaces where you're feeling a strong attraction towards someone, and I think what can happen when we we meet someone, um, and there's, there is a strong connection there, a lot of these more idyllic dream fantasies come in <clears throat> of how this, this person is going to fulfill all of these fantasy-like visions that you've imagined of what love can be and would be, and we start projecting that onto that person. And I think that's like one piece of projection. But what I more want to talk about is like, if you were to look at the people that you look back at in terms of who you've dated and you had strong feelings for, like you had a really strong connection towards them and maybe you, maybe it wasn't the right person. Like maybe they were showing signs like they weren't really available for a relationship, but you had a strong charge towards them for whatever reason. And in this, since I had, you know, tons of Dr. Quiet time and I was reading this book called Soulcraft by Bill Plotkin, which I really recommend for people who are into just personal reflection and through like a psychological lens and like archetypes. He's talking about this and it really, he broke it down in a way that really resonated and essentially you know, looking at these people who you have a strong charge for 
and looking at if you're looking at them in this desirable way where like this is this is like the person for me like this is the person I want to work out because because of these qualities they have and because of who they are what I've learned is it generally isn't the person like that person is a depiction of qualities that you you desire and have within yourself to a capacity but maybe you haven't expanded those maybe those are qualities that you need to rise into more maybe that's a version of yourself you would like to see come to fruition but you haven't stepped into it and so that person who is embodying certain qualities in their life you're drawn to them because you haven't access those qualities within yourself to the to its greatest capacity and I've been like looking at this concept for a number of years like I mentioned I think I mentioned in previous episodes um, I was in a super long-term relationship and that ended four years ago and since then I've been on this self-discovery journey and learning how to date at 30 just an interesting experience and so since then I've, I've really learned a lot about myself and how I relate to other people and have examined it a lot because it, it was like this new thing for me um and that was one thing that I found was when I look back on the people who I had a strong charge for it was clear that those people weren't really right for me either the circumstance of what it was or just just in general like we weren't going to be a fit long term but as someone who I have a like a nomadic spirit and a very curiosity driven spirit and I have grown up since I discovered this part of myself trying to quench it trying to push it down because as a woman it just seemed very inconvenient. Um, you know, at the time where it was coming up a lot, it was in my 20s, it, was, it wasn't a quality that was, um, I would say, embraced by the people around me. It was something that I got a lot of questions for of why I had this desire to go on all these trips, why I was always traveling alone instead of with my partner or with friends. Um, why it felt like just why <laughs> you know and um so i i started seeing that okay this quality of having this kind of like curiosity driven thing gets a lot of questions and it doesn't get a lot of approval so i am going to put that down and just like try and i'll like still do things but i'm not gonna like full blow go for it like my dreams and visions were telling me like let's look over there what we got this idea (laughs) you know I'm like that's that's too much put that away and I started writing a book about a woman on the road who did lean into her life and characters who were stepping fully and that's how I was able to explore that from like a psychological perspective without actually having to do it um which at the time was like the best I could do and was what I needed to do because I was working full-time I was in grad school full-time that required me to be in location and I was in a relationship 
just moved in together. Like all these things required me to be rooted and I wanted to try that life fully. Um, and so was vicariously dabbling what the more nomadic life would be in my book that I was writing, which was a fiction book. And um, this is all to say, circling, coming through a thread here. <laughs> so, so since then, I noticed that once I started dating, I was really drawn towards people who had like a nomadic flair to them, who had lived in other countries, that actively traveled a lot, um, and and it was for me it was it felt obvious of like I like to travel I want a partner who also wants to do that and also and I think for a while I was like I need to find someone who has this shared vision because for me I haven't found as many people like I've I found a good amount of people actually who think that way in the dating world but in my mind I was like there isn't a lot of people who think this way which I actually don't think is true um but at the time, that's how I was thinking. And so I was like, when I meet someone who has this like kind of nomadic spirit, who has their shit together, but is like, can kind of like see that we can, our lives are malleable and we can create our lifestyles to really be a reflection of what we want to see and doesn't necessarily have to be this rote path because sometimes the path that you want to live hasn't necessarily been fully paved yet by a lot of other people. And so just because you don't see it doesn't mean that it isn't possible and sometimes we are the people who are actively paving it and that's what I've come to realize is like I maybe I haven't seen the path that I want to live a whole lot because I am in this part of the group of people who are realizing we can create our own way I mean there's a lot of discomfort along the way but doesn't mean it's not possible and so I was really drawn and had a strong charge to people who were doing that who had created their own path who were who took leaps and had actively lived out their leaps and I was looking at these people as like this is my person like this needs to work because like I have a strong charge toward this person this is something that I don't really feel a strong charge towards a lot of people when I date um and then I zoomed back and I've kind of thought about this but not as much as I did yesterday when I was sitting there in my COVID head fog <laughs> And I was like, this, it was never these people. Sure, these people were, were great in their own ways. But what it was and is, is they were representations of aspects that I want, that I actively want to and have wanted to fully expand into. Their qualities, they were representing qualities that I have in myself and that I've actively cultivated a lot over the last year or two particularly, but there's a part of me that's really wanting to fully lean into it. And these people, in my mind, represent that. So I'm, instead of me taking the time to lean in and actively fulfill out more of this soul-led call on my own, doing it for myself in my own life, which is difficult and which is scary and which requires a shit ton of courage and so much trust in things that I'm still working on and I still struggle with every single day. <laughs> and instead, it's so much easier to have this person you're dating in front of you 
and just like attach onto that person of like, okay, I'm going to vicariously live this soul call through you because you have, you've already done it. You're already doing it. You've already done it. So I can like ride the coattails of that instead of I'm going to actively live this out in my own life instead of riding the coattails of someone else's life. I'm going to create it for myself. And in the process of that, we'll find someone who aligns with that path and that energy. Because when you're living your harmonious, when you're living a harmonious, authentic life, like in my experience, when I step into times like that, and when I'm really flowing and I'm like, I am on fire. (laughs) Like I feel so aligned. I am taking steps that feel so right for me. This feels so resonant. It doesn't even matter what other people think because I know I'm on track. People start coming into your life that are just like, ooh, I was totally meant to meet you right now. Right now, not before, because right now I'm on I'm on this like soul path, you know? Um, and when you start living more in this aligned space, like you start stepping into more aligned opportunities. And I can't explain it. I've just experienced it, you know? And um, I wanted to talk about this because I think it's so important to to kind of like step back from the people that we love and look at what they are kind of like symbols for us in our life. And I think this can go, this totally goes for non-romantic relationships. Um, I think it's, you know, if you have a family member, if you have a friend that there's like a strong admiration for, a strong charge for, same like exercise can be done there. What I think is more helpful is if you look at when you have a strong negative charge towards someone. And I think our first reaction is like, I've seen this in so many ways with myself and I find it fascinating. Um, For me, sometimes I'll be like scrolling on social media and I'll come across someone who I don't know. It's like before this happened, like probably like two years ago. And I stumbled upon this woman. She was like this nomadic um, coach. She like coached digital nomads. And she was very outgoing and like gregarious and like just showy in a lot of way. And was just like fully herself and loud about it. And she was living on the road and coaching people how to live on the road. And there was, I don't know why, but I had such a negative reaction to this woman. I was like, who the fuck does she think she is? Who does this woman think she is? <laughs> All the time. Every time I came across her post, I was like, oh, she's so annoying. You know, I was like, and I, I don't really think, I don't, I don't respond that way, like to a lot of people. So instead of looking at it, like it's something about this woman, I'm just going to unfollow her. I was like, there is something happening here where this woman is a symbol for me in some way. And at the time I was like, I hadn't figured it out. I was just like, but don't unfollow her. Keep her on your feed because something's happening here. And it was interesting as, as I started to, at the time I was, the time she was coming on my feed, I was in a really shitty place, to be honest. I was, it was like early COVID. 
So I was like super isolated. I was living alone, didn't have a strong community in Oakland. Um, I had just ended a little relationship that I had been in for a while and was like feeling a lot of hope for. And I just tore my ACL again. So I was about to have knee surgery for the second time. And had having done it, having had done it like 15 years ago, I knew it was going to be hell. And I couldn't like walk. I couldn't go outside really. Like my life was grim. <laughs> not going to lie. It was a difficult period. And so I was seeing this woman who was like living so such a her like full self. It's so authentic. And I felt caged and trapped in so many ways. Um, and as I started, as my healing journey progressed, as I started to kind of step into like, okay, I'm going to start making moves that feel more harmonious to myself, which included, I'm going to leave Oakland and move to Santa Cruz because I have this pull to go to Santa Cruz and it's been pulling me for a few years now. I'm just going to do it. So once I started doing that, once I started like leaning more to like playing guitar and recording music, um, like going out and like actively building a community of women here. I just started just like leading this life that I, I had a vision for the, this idyllic life that I wanted to create for myself. And I started to create it and it was happening. And as I started to do that, what was so interesting is my relationship to this woman who I once had this negative charge for that I did not know. I just followed her on social media. I started to, have such a stronger affinity for like I started to love the content she was putting out I started to resonate with it so much more she was putting out offers for like free um, workshops and coaching things and I was signing up and I was loving I was getting so much out of it I was like dming her of like how can I work with you (laughs) one-on-one you know um and now I look at her like she's this badass queen who I admire for just like taking leaps in life and now she's like doing something else totally different than what she was doing before because she's just following her bliss. And and she's rocking it. She's doing it authentically. And that is a perfect example of why it's important to examine when we have a negative charge towards someone. Because whether it's someone you don't know, like that scenario, or it's a family member or a friend or or whoever, coworker looking at like, what is the quality that you're struggling with, with this person? And then this is the hard part and it might take a while and probably some therapist support (laughs) is thinking about what is the quality. I, so, okay. For instance, if you're, if you're looking at someone, say it's a coworker and they have, um, they're like really controlling and like always on you about certain things or whatever. So their aspect that you you struggle with is they're controlling and they're rigid. And looking at from that lens, okay, like just lean into that for a second be like, yeah, I don't like this person is like this. It really drives me nuts. It's so hard to work with them because all these things. And then look at, How am I, What in what ways in my life am I controlling? 
in what ways as a person am I controlling? How do I struggle with the fact that I am controlling or that I want control in my life? And then it becomes this mirror thing where you're like, oh, I'm struggling to accept this person as rigid and controlling because I'm struggling to accept the quality in myself that I'm rigid and controlling. And I don't want that quality, so I repel it when I see it in someone else. Versus after and spending time with that, like sitting with that, because just that epiphany in itself is like, oh, whoa shit. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> yeah. And so taking time to sit with the fact of like, can I, how can I accept that quality that I don't want to accept in myself? How can I accept that it's okay to be a little rigid and controlling? It's okay to love that side of myself. It's okay to look at how does that, how does that quality actually benefit me in some ways? Keeps me on track in some ways, you know? Um, and then looking at, at that person again and accepting that quality from them as well and realizing it's nothing to do with them. Your charge, your negative charge against them actually has nothing to do with them most of the time. It's really often a reflection of like what part of myself am I having trouble fully accepting? And I think once you start kind of working with for those of you who have worked with like shadow work and now that's a rich space where you realize like those, usually it's like that negative charge that you're witnessing is often connected more to your shadow self, which needs more time to be seen and embraced and like integrated into your whole self instead of pushed away. Um, because what we push away just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and, and we don't even realize it, but it starts running the show through our autopilot palette, autopilot patterns. Um, but when we start looking at it and we see it, it's like you just put a spotlight on something that you well, didn't want to be spotlit. And I was like, oh. How, so it's just like embracing. It's called to just embrace more of the whole self. Um, and... Yeah. So just this idea of projections and just being aware of what we project on the people we have a strong positive attraction towards and what we project when we have a strong negative attraction towards is incredibly illuminating for the inner work that you need to do to either get more fully on a path that feels like resonant and authentic and soul-led or love parts of yourself that you're having trouble loving. Both of those are super fruitful to living a life that is a lot more easeful um, and just a lot more from a space of flow. So, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there because <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. And um, if you want to dig into this topic further, I highly recommend the book Soulcraft, Crossing into the Mysteries of Nature and Psyche by Bill Plotkin. Um, he's a psychologist, has a doctorate in psychology, and he's also a wilderness guide. So he fuses like a lot of nature with psychology, which for
for me is like those are two things I very much love. So it's up my alley. Um, and this is towards the end. This is like one of the last chapters that he talks about this. But the whole book, it's really good for periods in your life or if you're kind of individuating or you're going on your own path, so to speak. Um, this book is a good companion guide for that. It talks about a lot of these archetypes and topics um, that really help you step away from more of the shoulds in life and the should path and more of get in touch with what do I actually want? What do, how do I actually want to live? How do, what do I actually believe when I strip away some of these things that are more of like, well, this is how I've always had love. Um, this is how I've always gotten approval. So this is how I operate. And when we start to kind of slide those off, more space for who we actually are comes through. And so this book is a good, helps expand on those concepts more. And this is one of them. And I think what I'll just end on is, I, th I think it's helpful to have like exercises with these kind of topics so you actually get something more fully out of it. So I want you to spend the next 10 minutes Pull out your phone or a notebook and journal on one person who comes to mind. Like when you, when I was talking about a strong person you have a positive charge for, whether that's romantic or not, or a strong, someone you have a strong negative charge for in your life, I want you to write out what is the quality of that person, why you think you have that charge for them. And then spend some time looking at yourself and how that quality relates to either if it's if it's a strong one, the positive charge, how that quality you'd like to explore it more and why, and how you have in the past and maybe how you want to do more of. And if it's a negative charge, what quality, why don't you like that quality in yourself? Why do you try to shut it away? And how can you make a little space to love it and embrace it. So I can guarantee something fruitful will come out of that exercise because I've done this many times and it's always like, whoa, this is illuminating. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I hope you have a great day. I'm going to publish this today and just get it rocking and rolling. I'm so grateful that I feel better today where I'm able to do this podcast. And I am so grateful that I will be able to be out in the world again soon. My quarantine is nearly over. Symptoms are getting better. So take your vitamin C, folks. Drink some water. Um, and just be grateful for being out in the world because it's a gift that we take for granted. And if you like what you heard, share it with a friend. That's the most helpful way you can support this podcast and me right now is just sharing this. And see you next time. Goodbye.